When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hey, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for coming back to my little corner of the world that I call Really Riley. So this is the space where I like to keep it really real with you guys. I've shared so many things with you here all about... Things that are very real, very raw, and sometimes, you know, hard to share, sometimes fun to share, elation, sadness, all of the things in between, you know, like I've shared my engagement, my wedding, the births of my kids, you know, some loves and losses and all the things. So I really appreciate you guys letting me rant here and connect with you and all of that. So welcome if you're new, welcome back if you're not. So today I wanted to chat with you guys about... Being okay with releasing your inner inner alpha. Now, I know that sounds a little like weird and a little like self-help, but I was thinking about this this week because I have been launching or soft launching or whatever it is you want to call it, like kind of starting a side gig, like a little side hustle, small business type thing. And it's these custom denim jackets that I've been doing since my wedding, honestly, as a way to kind of keep my hand still in the whole wedding part of it because I made my reception jacket that I wore that said wifey on the back of it because I couldn't find one that I liked. I couldn't find one that fit me exactly aesthetically. And I was like, oh, I love this. And it gives me something to keep my hands busy and focus my time when I'm not busy doing 80 other things. You know, I just like to keep it moving creatively because that whole thing about, you know, the idle hands is the devil's work or mind or whatever that saying is, I am that. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. And thank God it's been blowing up bigger than I thought it would. Um, but I was putting things together because I have this pop-up shop craft fair this weekend. It's my first time ever doing something like that. And I am really freaking nervous. And you know, my husband looked at me when I said that the other day, and he's like, why, babe? He's like, they've been selling left and right. You love doing it. You always say you're never going to put something out there that isn't something you would want or wear or buy quality-wise, style-wise, aesthetic-wise. You're going to be fine. It's going to be great. So then this week at random, I decided, okay, well, I want to sm- sell one more thing just different, and I want it to still be within my realm of things that I love And I decided to sell crystal-infused intention candles. Never done it before. Thank God for my husband. He is the goat because candle making is a lot of math, a lot of patience, a lot of, like, tweaking recipes of things. And I have zero patience. If any of y'all have ever met me or listened to this podcast for five seconds, you'll figure that out. Thank God for him being patient and being an amazing, supportive partner. Um but I was real timid about those because I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't know 
what to charge. I don't know. Da, 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 da. And my husband is very shrewd in a, the best way possible. He's a very vite person when it comes to if it's fucking good, it's fucking good. If it's not, it's not. And if it's good, you ask for what you need in terms of payment. And here is what I'm talking about, about releasing your inner alpha. I am never timid with anything, my friends. Like I am a very forceful human being. I'm a Latina. I've been through a lot of shit in my life. And I always have a presence when it comes to my attitude. There's not a whole lot that I quiver back from. But for some reason, I'm starting to play small in my mind with these products that I'm wanting to put out there and second guessing what they're worth. And it's like, I am in a sense still like a people pleaser, even though I'm little Miss Rar over here. I've been in the entertainment business for almost 20 years. And there's a part of that that's like customer service and you always want to make people happy no matter what. And that no matter what part of it is always within me almost to a fault sometimes. Like people always get shocked that I answer my DMs when someone DMs me anything, at least always with a heart or a thank you or any something because I appreciate that people take the time to care about my show, to care about me as a person, to care about me as a brand. So I always feel like I need to give that back. And also another thing that my husband says is how you do one thing is how you do everything. So I always put my heart into the things that I do. But with that, people pleasing comes like this little like, oh God, you know, like I don't want to charge too much. I don't want, you know, oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, so I, I back away and I start like second guessing what the things I've poured my heart into are worth. That sounds a little dramatic, but it's it almost goes back to like self-worth. That if I can be this lioness, if you will, in certain stages or certain moves in my life, as in my career or in the gym, why can't I do that with this new budding side gig local business thing, if you will? And now when I dive further into the whole aspect of releasing your inner alpha, I was not always this way in terms of being this alpha female, which I do not like that term, but we're going to go with it right now. It's like when I first got into radio, which is the thing I truly believe I was meant to do, put on this earth to be legit. The only thing in the world that I would not let myself fail at when I was at a point where failing was fine with me, where failing was an option back in the day when I was a freaking hot mess when I was in my like mid twenties. It's like, I think of the time when I first walked into the studio and I was so nervous. I looked ridiculous too. I had this like white suit on and what was I thinking? You know, I didn't know it was a draw. It was a, it was a like interview and I wanted to look good. So I guess that's still the thing, you know, you dress for the job you want instead of the job you have, but I didn't, have it within myself confidence wise to like walk up in there and just be like, Hey, this is me. And also my sister's a stylist and she styled me too. And it was a cool, great memory in a moment. And maybe, you know what? It put things forth in motion for who I became as Riley Couture in the fashion sense of things. 
That was a whole different rant about the fact that when I first walked into the studio at this career that I have now been successful in for the better part of my adult life, I was so frightened. I was so scared. I'll never forget the very first time Kane, my mentor, um, wow, I get a little sad speaking of these times now that he's no longer with us. But I remember him allowing me to go back to start cutting some air checks and I wasn't sure on the equipment. And the the fact of the matter was, is like for me then and even later in life when I worked with him as a professional here in D.C., it was like I was so like I'm not worthy. And I went back there that day and tried to record something and it just wasn't there. I was crying and I like wiped my tears away long enough to get the snot out of my face. And I went to Kane and I said, I can't do this. I got to go. And it was, he was looking at me he's like, are you sure? Are you okay? And I couldn't like reconcile with myself that if he believed in me enough to go back there and put, you know, forth a voice in radio, or at least give me that chance that there obviously was something good there. Right. But I couldn't believe that. So I left in tears, came back the next day. I basically slept on the damn floor for a year. And I just never thought I was good enough. I remember looking at him because Kane and I were around the same age, relatively. When we, when I got into radio, I think I was 26 and he was 29, 28 or 29 or 20. He was like three years, he was three years older than me. So I remember thinking like, oh my God, like he's been in this forever. He's this like Mecca in radio and I am older, which is so crazy to say that at 26. But a lot of the people that I was, you know, moving around in radio had been in it since they were like 15, DJing for high school proms or like on the promo team or just following radio stations around. I hadn't done any of that. And although I do believe radio was one thing that I was very naturally good at, I put my entire soul and, and being and every fiber of my, every molecule in my body towards this because I wanted to prove that I could do this. I wanted to prove that I was good at this. But I didn't have that inner alpha at that point. I was very self-confident, like self, inwardly self-conscious about who I was, if I was talented or not. You know, I think that just stems from a lot of childhood things that like growing up, I didn't have a very hunky-dory childhood. There was a lot of like, I mean, we'll just say it. There was a lot of abuse in in, in the household, you know, and they say that children that grow up in that realm turn into being people pleasers. And, you know, I bonded a lot with my mother when I was young, but mostly over ballet because that's what she did when she was younger, and I wanted to be that. I wanted to be that for her. Not necessarily because I wanted it. I wanted to be that for her because it was something that she would get into and she would, she was super proud, and I did enjoy it. I can't say that I didn't. Ballet was amazing, but the reason that I started it at a young age was for her and not for me. So I don't know initially that I, like, learned how to be that inner alpha And I don't know that you can learn that at six, but I'm definitely trying to teach my sons that at a young age, you know, within the realm of not pushing them too hard. 
you know, then I went forward after that and I quit ballet right when I got really good, right when I had just danced the Tampa Bay Ballet Company and the Nutcracker. My mom could never have been proud of me. I don't think she's ever been more proud of me since that moment um, for cheerleading because it was something I was interested in and I wanted to do. And here's the crazy thing is I was actually really fucking good at it, having never tried it. It seems like a theme to me in my life that I was naturally good at a lot of things, but I didn't allow myself to try as hard at anything as I did at radio later on. But with cheerleading, I was so timid too because these girls were bitches, man. Like the competition, like you see that Netflix documentary on cheer, like it, they, there was no camaraderie like those people had. And these girls had been in cheerleading since they were like three. So this little rookie coming in, getting you know on the team, having better jumps than they did pointing my toes because of the fact that I'd been in ballet and had been ingrained in me. Oh, my God. They legit dropped me from the sky in a lift on purpose, bitches. Anyway, but I was, I never, like, flourished in that realm, A, because I never really tried as hard. I don't know if it was fear or if it was just, I don't know, like, because it was a situation that I don't like the whole bullying term. I don't want to say I don't like it, but I'm not sure. Well, maybe it was that. I don't know. Anyways, I didn't flourish there because I didn't have that inner alpha, I don't feel like. And maybe that part just wasn't for me, but I therein started doing pageants in that space too. This one irritates me, and I think I might end up doing a Mrs. pageant just to prove myself that I could do this, and here's why. I don't think I had a whole lot of confidence there because – I didn't have the same dresses as they did. And now, granted, pageantry is subjective. And, you know, back then and maybe even now, I don't know, I haven't done one in 20 years, that it's your job to look, be, speak, act what they are looking for in terms of the judges and not really veer too far from that. I veered way far from that. A lot of the girls in the pageants did not have curly hair. They had the big bouffant looks. They had, you know, the whatever like and I'm not knocking that per se because if that's what they're looking for that's what they want you to be that's what you should be if you want to win or at least that's the way that it was then hopefully it's changed if I do decide to do a Mrs. pageant but I didn't look like them I didn't walk like them I wasn't you know as pageantry as them so again never hit like a full potential situation and my phone is ringing as I'm doing my podcast sorry about that guys but I never hit that full potential situation in terms of pageantry and I didn't have an inner alpha with that at all like I cried so hard one time when my mom drove me to I think it was like almost to Miami which was like four hours away from my house and I bummed at this pageant and I knew it and I was so sad and I wanted to get that crown so bad I wasn't ready I wasn't prepared no inner alpha so now that I'm a full-on adult, I'm very cognizant of moments where I need to pull out that inner rar. It just brings me back talking to this so many moments like that I could have been bigger and better if I had just believed in the alpha that was in there. You know, truth be told, when I first started the Kane show, I wasn't as believing in myself as I am now. And that was just five years ago. So f- up to my full on adulthood, being a mom, didn't have this belief that whatever I set my mind to truly I could get. Remember, I had it when I first started radio 
And then 13 years later, when I joined the Kane show, almost 14, somehow I lost it and didn't believe that within this realm of iHeartMedia DC joining the Kane show after 13 years of saying, that's my Mecca, that's my dream, I somehow felt like I didn't deserve it. There was no alpha there. So how did I start unleashing my inner alpha? It's like I always preach to y'all. I started becoming sure of myself in the gym. I know, some of you guys are probably eye-rolling, but I'm telling you, man, so much of the discipline and so much of the belief in myself has come from raw sweat, failure, and personal goals in the gym, you know, because it's a situation where you have to build at things over time. You have to have a mind-body connection because if your mind's not in it, you're not going to get that get that PR, that personal record of a lift. You just won't. And also you could get hurt if your mind and body are not connected. And if you don't have the strength physically and mentally to do something, you ain't going to lift the weight off the ground. It's just that simple. It is the most humbling and exhilarating thing ever. So there was that. And then, in, you know, I started manifesting, which you guys know I talk about at nauseum, hence the crystal, you know, intention candles that I'm doing as a side gig now. Um, the manifestation was a very quick build because I was at such a breaking point in my life where I was like something really has to give or my life is going to end up a real big mess and nowhere close to the dream that I had for myself, nowhere close to where it is now. And... As of this week, it was like the merry-go-round of falling off the alpha wagon came round again. And I am reminding myself and maybe you along the way that you have a fucking inner alpha in there and it's time to let it out and it's okay to be that. I'm not saying cocky. I'm saying confident and there's a very thin line. A very thin, important line. Because sometimes you ain't got shit in your pocket in the way of a plan or being better than somebody else in that job interview or on that stage, but there's such a switch when that inner alpha comes out that people cannot ignore that you've got something there. You know, fake it till you make it. Like, I'm not saying it's all that, but part of it. Because if I don't believe in this product that I'm about to put out there at this little, you know, pop-up shop for my very first venture as, you know, a small business owner, I guess you will, if I don't believe in it and I don't think it's fabulous and worth whatever price I want to put on there within reason, obviously, so there we go. The inner alpha is not coming out again. I mean, nobody's going to believe in it. So I have to take all of the aspects in my life that I've built upon to get to this space in life where I consider myself to be very lucky, blessed, deserving of it. I have to implement all of that now and always believe in that inner alpha. Like, I think it's funny. I saw some meme on TikTok years ago when I started manifesting, and it was something like, stop playing small. And you see this all over TikTok and all over memes everywhere, so I'm sure you've seen a bunch. But it's like, don't dull your shine just because others expect it, and don't Play little, like you're going to do really big fucking things. Believe that. There's just something in that inner confidence that hits differently 
when you let out that inner alpha and say, I ain't trying to hurt nobody. I ain't trying to trample nobody else's dreams. But this, this thing in front of me that I want is mine. And damn it, I'm going to conquer it. So I'm going to say that to myself. I'm going to go look in the mirror after I'm done here with you guys. (laughs) And I'm going to say that. And I'm going to believe in myself. And this pop-up shop this weekend is going to be amazing. And infinity and beyond. (laughs) And all the things. Woo! I hope you guys enjoyed this little rant here about being an inner alpha and releasing it out into the wild. Because if not, then I... I'm just talking to myself. Kidding. But you guys, I really appreciate you guys connecting with me here. And as per usual, if there's anything you want to hear more of, less of, questions, comments, concerns, you can hit me up on social at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Instagram and Facebook. Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Twitter's Riley Couture 5. And TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Love you guys. Longest. I will talk to you on Friday, my inner alphas with the Fave 5. I hope you have a great couple of days. It's really Riley.